0: get nuts let's get nuts (laughs) it happens wow it happens canty and carlin espn radio canty did fine for himself despite his 1.4 when he discovered girls and to tell you how my social life went after that after my 0.8 c minus d minus f in three classes including geology by the way 101
1: uh what was the letter grade in that one that
0: was the F. That
1: was. How
0: did you fail geology? <laughs> well, rock. They got this thing about going to class. Oh, <laughs>
1: just, that explains it.
0: That dream that some people have, that I still have, of showing up for the exam and you haven't been to class the whole term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived it. Mm, I, got it, it. Wasn't pretty. Wasn't got pretty. It. At any rate, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80. It is so much, so much joy. That we have experienced today from Chris Canty, when you look at the look on his face, realizing that there are so many players in the NFL, what I'd say probably well over two thousand. I can't do any math yeah, again. Let establish right. my grades. That's about right. Uh, that are reporting for training camp, that have reported for training camp, and he is not one of
1: them today. Oh, I'm ecstatic about it, Carlin. I, I mean, listen, I, I this time of year. Every single time, I make sure that I have me a nice drink, whether it's a cocktail, whether it's a cold beer, and celebrate the fact that I don't have to be in training camp. I'm seven years out of the NFL. feels like I got out of jail, and just know that I don't have to be one of those 2,000 guys that's going out there and practicing for four hours a day and spending 14 hours in meetings and film and working out and all of that other stuff. I'm so grateful that I don't have to do it anymore, Carlin, because no matter what any NFL player tells you, we all hate training camp. Nobody likes it. We all recognize that it's a necessary evil to get your body ready to go for the regular season, but it doesn't mean we have to like it. And every player hates it.
0: We've got storylines all over the league. We've got them all covered 25 minutes from now when ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter will join Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Let's hit on a couple of the storylines right now. Number one... Uh, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, he's going to have an appendectomy here in the next 48 hours. You wouldn't expect, they have not laid out a timetable for his return, but you certainly would not expect him at this point to play in a preseason game uh, when they they only have three of them, I believe. Yeah, And there's just no point for him to play in any preseason game. Yeah, he'll be ready
1: for week one.
0: Uh, Number two, something that we haven't spent any time on, which I think we need to, is what Kyle Shanahan said earlier today, and this was from uh, Adam Schefter. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan met this morning with Jimmy Garoppolo, and the three men talked, and Shanahan afterward told reporters, we're all on the same page. We have moved on to Trey. In other words, Trey Lance is their guy, and Garoppolo's not going to be there. And we should have believed the 49ers all along. Diana Rossini's talked about this quite a bit. They're a very honest team. And they have told us all offseason that they were going to turn to Trey Lance. Now, I find this very interesting because we haven't talked about the uh, tiers of quarterbacks uh, that were put out yesterday mm. that had Jimmy Garoppolo at 16th, right in the middle of the pack of the league. Yeah, It's rare that you would see somebody who is middle of the pack in the league uh, that is going to get moved on from for Trey Lance, who is in his second year has just not played a lot of football. He just really hasn't. You look back, uh, 2019 was the last full season that he actually played football, and it was the only one where he was the starter in college at North Dakota State. Mm -hmm. They played one game in 2020 so that he could show some scouts what he could do. And then in 2021, last year, Played a little bit here and there for the 49ers. he started
1: started for the Texans. They won that game. Yeah, Yeah.
0: played a little bit here and there, but he is the guy. So, Chris, at this point, is it the right move for the 49ers to completely move on from Garoppolo, hope to trade him, but more likely have to release him here in the next couple weeks?
1: Well, yeah, I think they're going to have to – move on from Jimmy, and they're probably going to have to cut him because he accounts for $27 million on their salary cap, Carlin. And they can move off cleanly, right? Well, well yeah, it'd be a $1.4 million dead cap number. But here's why they would have to do it. Because they want to take care of contracts for guys like Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. That's business that San Francisco needs to get done before the start of the season. And we've been talking about this thing. This Debo Samuel saga hadn't gone away. And he, he's reporting to camp, and it's all quiet on that front. But there's got to be a wink and nod agreement. There's got to be an understanding between the two parties that before we start playing meaningful games, Debo will have a brand new contract and be be paid relative to what we're seeing the top of the market at that position. Somewhere between A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill. From $25 million a year to $30 million a year. Guess what? You can't get that deal done with Jimmy Garoppolo still on your books. That is the single highest cap hit that the 49ers have on their payroll right now. So they're going to have to move on from Jimmy. So that's the conversation, and that's what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch let it be known. Any leverage that we thought they would have in order to be able to flip Jimmy Garoppolo for something, that's all gone away now. They haven't
0: done him any favors here. I mean, he could have been somewhere else by now, and they kept holding out hope that
1: they were going to get some kind of trade. Well, but they were see,
0: never getting – they haven't been able to trade him, period, let alone get a second or a third-round pick like they thought they would have earlier in the well, year. season. Well, I
1: think the thing that complicated it was Jimmy Garoppolo having surgery on his throwing shoulder. Yeah. Because that threw off the timeline in terms of him being healthy enough to be physically cleared by any NFL team. And so I think that, that influenced the market. And then the other but thing But at that is,
0: point, why wouldn't you have just cut him in the offseason to give him a
1: better chance to find someplace else when you know you're not going to be able well, to Well, it's trade. about doing what's in the best interest of the 49ers. They owe Jimmy Garoppolo nothing. They don't. They don't. And you would think that they would try to be more amenable to helping Jimmy because of how he handled the Trey Lance situation. Yeah. But you could also say listen, we're the ones that gave you a contract paying you $27 million a year. So I I can understand both sides of this, but ultimately what it's going to come down to is the 49ers riding with Trey Lance and Carlin. We knew this was going to happen sooner rather than later because Trey Lance is a guy that they invested three first round draft picks in. He had to be the guy this year. He has to. And we always say this and it's true. The most valuable commodity in the NFL is a quarterback on a rookie contract. If you have your starting quarterback on a rookie contract, That makes a difference in terms of being able to fill out the rest of the roster, the rest of the supporting cast with premium players and do high-level winning.
0: Here's Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, from earlier on this situation. Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way.
1: Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen, uh, and it did. He needed to do it, so there's no ill will there at all.
0: At this point, though, I'll say this about Trey Lance. Mm. I I, I talked to somebody uh, right before the draft last year about Trey Lance, who was on the staff at North Dakota State. Mm. And he said this, listen, this guy is as good of a guy as you'd want, incredibly talented, does everything the right way, very smart. Actually
1: studies film, too.
0: Yes. Actually, you don't have to put in writing like you do with Kyler Murray that you actually have to study film, that that's part of the job.
1: Yeah, the 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 report on him was the most the most cerebral of all the quarterbacks in the 2021 draft class. But the what what was the biggest knock? He hadn't played. In experience. Yeah, yeah, he hadn't played. He
0: was the starter for one year there and then obviously we know what has happened since. So I would not sleep on Trey Lance being a really good player. I just think you can't expect it right away. And those who are going to want to rip the 49ers for having made that move, this is one of those guys, Chris, I could absolutely see developing a little bit later than others and needs to be given that leeway.
1: Well, if you're going to rip the 49ers for making that move, then what you're doing is you're ripping Kyle Shanahan you're yeah. saying that he doesn't know what he's doing. Because this was all Kyle Shanahan. But there were those, those at the time, is,
0: though, that thought they made the trade to get Mac Jones, remember?
1: I never did. Yeah, I, I never I, did. I, thought that I never did. I, I knew this was Trey Lance all the way. That yeah. was a smokescreen. So yeah. that was the one time where the 49ers weren't transparent. Because Trey Lance represents their future in terms of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan continuing to stay employed. But what you're saying, if you don't believe in Trey Lance and what he's capable of doing, is that you don't believe in Kyle Shanahan. Because Kyle Shanahan is the one that has final say over the 49ers roster. He got that control because he had that leverage. He was one of the hottest commodities when the 49ers hired him, so much so that he was able to pick his own general manager in John Lynch, who he has a personal relationship with because John Lynch played for his daddy. So all I'm simply saying is this. If you believe that Kyle Shanahan is one of the very best coaches, one of the very best offensive minds in the entire NFL – then you have to give Trey Lance the benefit of the doubt that this situation is going to work with the Niners.
0: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance, a triple threat of protection with home, auto, and more. Visit Progressive.com. Up next, the world champions. What has to happen for the Rams to have a legitimate chance at a repeat? The final of our 2 days today. Both the Bengals and the Rams. The Rams we visit in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN Radio's NFL Tour Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Tour Days continues on ESPN Radio.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also
1: this is ESPN Radio's NFL Tour days the Los Angeles Rams.
0: This is one of those contracts when you see the news break, I'm glad he's playing. Yes. I love watching Aaron Donald play. To me, this puts them over the edge. They're going to win the Super Bowl.
1: When you start with Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, and, and especially Sean McVay coming back, they're certainly good enough to make another run. I think Allen Robinson may be one of the sneakiest big moves this year. This man was going off the 1,000-yard seasons in Chicago. The Rams right now are clear face.
0: So, is it going to be a run through the NFC for the defending Super Bowl champions? Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, otherwise known as Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, ah yes, the two-a-days, it is the Los Angeles Rams. Let's listen to Travis Rogers of ESPN LA who joined Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning on the biggest obstacle to the Rams repeating
1: their schedule is an absolute monster. They start with Buffalo. They play the AFC West, which has four really good teams. They've got Green Bay. They've got Tampa Bay. I think that's the biggest obstacle as far as just the straight football of it goes. And then Sean McVay talked about this a little bit yesterday. They have to get a little lucky or fortunate or however you want to characterize
0: it because every time they had a chance to have something go one of two ways last year, it broke their way. Whether it
1: was Tart dropping that interception, whether it was having San Francisco knock out Green Bay and they didn't have to go to Lambeau Field in the snow, that they got very fortunate along the way and and usually the universe kind of evens that stuff out and i don't know if they catch every break the way they did last year and then of course the last part of it is aaron donald's health if aaron donald's healthy they got a really good chance if matthew stafford's healthy they got a really good chance
0: look their strengths to me chris as we go to strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats Mm -hmm. for the rams their strengths is their leadership i think they have great leadership the head coach The best defensive player in the league, I think, still, and Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford. I think they've got great leaders all over the place. Really good players, don't get me wrong, but I think the fact that your best players are your leaders is always a very good recipe for success.
1: No, that's a great place to start. I mean, Aaron Donald exhibits those leadership traits, and you get that from Matt Stafford as well. Now, you are going to be losing something because Vaughn Miller is not walking back through that door. He signed with the Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills in free agency, and that was an outstanding get. But you are bringing over a guy in Bobby Wagner that has that championship DNA. So I think being able to retain some of that in that roster and then also having the guys now on that team that have been core players for several years compete and win at a championship level is going to allow them to go into this season with a lot of confidence but carlin i am worried about a super bowl hangover i mean the hard yeah the hardest thing to do is to eat when you're full and it's mission accomplished for those guys and let's face it the last time we've seen a repeat champion was 2003-2004 with tom brady and the pats there's a reason why somebody hadn't done it in 20 years it's not easy to do. And they've got a first-place schedule. They've got the number one overall strength of schedule coming into this year. They play the AFC West and the NFC South. So, I mean, I mean, we can brush off the NFC South, but the AFC West might be the toughest division in all of football. Well, that's where the weakness is the schedule. I mean,
0: I don't want to be repetitive off of what you just said and off of what we just heard from Travis Rogers. There's just no getting around it. I, I think their talent doesn't have many weaknesses. I, I really don't. Um, did they lose a little bit on the D-line? Maybe. But, like, I, Sebastian Joseph today is a good player. He didn't play in the Super Bowl. He played, like, three plays in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can survive that up front with uh, the guys that they uh, have lost. Chris, I don't look at them. I mean, am I going to get, you know, Whitworth is gone uh, but, you know, no was starting a lot of the year anyway. Like there mm-hmm. was a the thought as to no should have been starting over to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at the Rams right now and see st- weaknesses other than what they have to face.
1: Yeah, I worry about them being able to manufacture edge rush pressure. Like I, I just I do worry about that because, I mean, Leonard Floyd is still there. He's not going anywhere, but that's about it. Now, How all- old is Leonard Floyd now? No, he's, not, he's not an old guy. Okay. Uh, Leonard Floyd is not an old he's guy. He's one of those guys, Chris, it just feels like yeah, he's,
0: he's, been, been, a, in the he's been around for, for a while. He's 29. He's not an old guy. Yeah, no, it but feels Leonard, like he's been around for 35 still, years. Leonard
1: Floyd can still rush the passer, but you don't have that compliment on the other side of him like you did in Von Miller. And I thought that was a key for them down the stretch. Now, you're hoping that guys like Ernest Jones take that next step. He's an impact player at the inside linebacker position. Having Bobby Wagner, somebody that's like veteran um, at that position alongside him, should bring out the best in him. I am worried a little bit about the secondary. You got Jalen Ramsey coming off of shoulder surgery. We have to see when he gets back to 100%. They didn't put him on the pup list. Um, So I guess they're anticipating he'll be back sooner rather than later. But there are a few questions that you got to ask about this Rams team. I mean, that offensive line, being able to gel, being able to come together without Whitworth's leadership, that stuff matters. Um, In the end, they'll have enough to be able to compete in that division and compete in the NFC overall. But I'm not just going to assign a level of success to this Rams team based on what we saw last year. I can't do it.
0: I'm not assigning it, but I I like it. Their opportunity for me – I am in the minority on this, okay? I think that the NFC West is not nearly as strong as everybody thinks it is. Mm. And the reason is, number one, Trey Lance. That's
1: an issue. I don't know, Carlin. I don't it know. could be. I don't know. I I, I I can see that going the other way. Yeah, I, can, I mean, you I think Trey see, Lance I, is I, perfect I, in I, that I, offense. I, I think he's perfect in that offense. And if you think about the Shanahan tree and that offense, the, the, the stretch zone, the inside-outside zone scheme, mm-hmm. and the boots to go off of it, they have had a lot of success, wildly successful, with mobile quarterbacks. John Elway, Jake Plummer, RG three in Washington, Trey Lance is just the next one in line. I forgot about Jay Cutler too when he was out there in Denver. When they got quarterbacks that can pull that ball off of the zone, the stretch zone, and get out on the edge, and then give them a run past option, that offense is absolutely deadly. So yeah, I can see under- that. I can see that offense being more dynamic.
0: I understand that, but he hasn't played. He hasn't played. Well, he has played. He's just bearing Not but he has played. I mean, not enough where... Well, he's got to start and he's got to win under his belt in the he's, NFL. He's going to make mistakes. And we uh, that's where, listen, until I see him do it, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I'm just saying they're not quite as good as maybe they should be.
1: And then i Well, know, his legs are going to give him an opportunity to bail him out early on in his career. Are
0: the Cardinals winning 11 games again?
1: Why wouldn't we think they're capable of having double-digit wins?
0: I think they're capable
1: of it, but I don't think they're... A lot to do it. Well, I mean, listen. They've they've shown incremental improvements since Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray got there. Yeah. They were five ten and one the first year, eight and eight the second year, and last year they were eleven and six and made the playoffs. But do I? Did, Why would we think they're going to regress? Because I, DeAndre Hopkins isn't available early on. I might buy that, but that's a really solid football team.
0: It's six games without that's Hopkins. That's a that's a really solid football team. I, I think it's a solid team. I, I don't think it's a lock that they're going to be as good as last year and I don't think the Seahawks are going to be any good. So my point is this, I'm not saying it's a bad division, I just think the It's the, the opportun- best division
1: in the conference. I,
0: what does that really say in the but, it is, but isn't it isn't it the best division in the conference? And I am the fattest man in this room. Honestly, you're the, really more appropriately, you're the skinniest man in this room. Good for you. The bar's not set terribly high. Wow. This is my point. Wow. That's where the opportunity lies for me. Okay. The the fact that they're playing in the NFC, I think they could absolutely be right back in a position. They may not be the number one seed because of their schedule, but I think they'll be right back in a position to go to the championship.
1: Hot take. I'm not sure the Rams win the NFC West. That is
0: hot take. Where is the biggest threat then for them?
1: I mean, the biggest threat for them, I mean, if we're if we're looking in the division, it would be the San Francisco 49ers. Because Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns Sean McVay. Just mm-hmm. look at the head to head matchups. They don't they don't do well when they play against Kyle Shanahan coach teams. That's just what it is. And so for me, that's what you have to worry about and you look at how the 49ers are built, they're really strong up front. Very strong. Both sides of the ball. Yep. And so that's where you have to be concerned if you're the Rams. Do you have enough to be able to overcome the deficiencies that you could potentially have on that offensive line. I'm not quite sure that, that that's going to be the case. And then when you have a quarterback like Trey Lance that can use his legs to get away from defensive pressure, quick pressure up the middle from Aaron Donald, I think it lends itself to them being able to have an opportunity. So in the division, I would say the 49ers. Overall, I would say the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC.
0: So where is Jimmy Garoppolo now going to end up that he is officially going to be out of San Francisco since he's still on the roster, but... As we heard from Kyle Shanahan earlier, they have agreed to move on, and the 49ers are on to Trey. We get answers. We have questions, so those answers will come. Next, Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider. In moments, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Jimmy G is going to be looking for a new team. That's official. If you were one of those that was holding out hope that maybe the 49ers would hang on to him as an insurance policy, (laughs) Not a $27 not happening. Trey Lance is the man. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus, not to mention Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget you can be a part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN on the CC call-in line, 888-729-3776. Look, from a San Francisco perspective, moving on to Trey Lance is what they had to do. But now it becomes really interesting as to where Jimmy Garoppolo will end up. So if I put these places in front of you, rank them for me in terms of desirability for Jimmy Garoppolo, if we're going to operate under the assumption, Chris, that he is going to be a free agent here in the next week or so. Okay. All let's right? do it. Seattle is one. and We don't have to rank them yet. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Cleveland, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw a couple more out there just for the heck of it, even though I don't think he'll be there. New Orleans, Mm -hmm. Carolina, even though I know. And the last one, again, maybe I'm missing somebody. The last one I will throw in, well, see, I want to put Miami on that list, but they won't do it. No. They won't do it. I'm going to just for the heck of it, Throw Pittsburgh on that list. Is there anybody else that I that I missed that would be a legitimate landing spot for Jimmy G at this point? Let me Giants ask, aren't bringing him in,
1: right? Why shouldn't they have interest in Jimmy G? They though? should. Yeah, they got Tyrod Taylor as the backup. I, I know they're looking for a definitive answer from Daniel Jones, but yeah. they clearly don't believe in him because they didn't exercise his fifth year option.
0: Washington's not bringing him in with Carson
1: Wentz. No, Washington's not going to go down that road, but the Giants should be a team that would be interested in Jimmy G if he was outright released. The Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit, does does was Jimmy G say? not represent an upgrade over Jared Goff? So certainly those teams should be in the mix. But if I'm going to power rank them, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. Am I going to put
0: Atlanta in there?
1: Atlanta is another place. I mean, right. we don't believe in Marcus Mariota, but if I'm going to power rank the places that I would want to go, yeah. if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. Why would you not want to go to the New Orleans Saints? I get that they don't have Sean Payton as their head coach, but they're damn good on defense, and they've got a lot of weapons for you to work with on the offensive end. Jameis Winston is coming off of that knee reconstruction. We don't know what he's going to be, and there were questions about Jameis even before he was hurt when he was with the Saints early on last season. Sure, that was the best that we have seen from Jameis Winston since he's been in the NFL, but we are talking about a guy that quarterbacked his team to multiple NFC Championship games into the Super Bowl once upon a time. There is a much more accomplished resume that comes along with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think you're going to get more competent quarterback play. So if you're a place like New Orleans, if he's outright released, what's wrong with signing Jimmy Garoppolo to a a, a team-friendly deal? He would be on the top of my list for New Orleans.
0: Absolutely. I would absolutely want to do that. Now let me ask you this. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo, Let's just say, for argument's sake, Deshaun Watson gets a, gets a year. Mm. He's out the whole year. Would you rather go to Cleveland or New Orleans?
1: Hmm. I tell you what, I, I think the division is much tougher in Cleveland. And you're talking about a one-year proposition if you're signing up to play for the Browns. Whereas in New Orleans, if it goes well this year, you could be the guy long term. Because New Orleans is not going to be in position to draft a quarterback high in the draft. So it's, just not not. Just,
0: it's not just about proving yourself this year. It's about potentially finding your long-term home.
1: Absolutely. 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 And I think they present an opportunity to be able to do that. Now, if it's just about going out, weapons on Cleveland though, that's pretty good. Yeah, the weapons in Cleveland are good, but so are the weapons in New Orleans. I mean, you're going to have Michael Thomas is engaged. Michael Thomas is they're engaged. Gonna, they're going to be
0: without Kamara he... for a while. Yeah, but they do have
1: Chris Olave, yeah. who's a heck of a football player. I mean, he's a first-round pick Still out of a but yeah, he's... yeah. But he's... I mean, the, the guy is a bona fide deep threat. They got Jarvis Landry. I'm not sure if you know who that guy is. Oh, I do. Yeah, he's going to be on the team this year for New Orleans. So I mean, they've got some options, and not to mention. They are trying to continue to have some continuity with what they're doing up front on the offensive line. Trevor Penning, their other first-round pick, is a huge question mark, but the rest of that offensive line is solid with Andrew Speed, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ruiz, and then Ryan Ramchek, who's one of the best right tackles in all of football. So I'm just saying it's not a bad situation in New Orleans. And then considering you play the Atlanta Falcons twice a year and the Carolina Panthers twice a year, you have to feel good about that if you're Jimmy G. Not to mention... Tom Brady's in that division. Tom Brady ain't going to be in Tampa forever.
0: Speaking of Tampa, little news that was made down there. Adam Schefter, ESPN, senior NFL insider, earlier on NFL Live as Julio Jones joins the Bucks. Here he is. The biggest free agent wide receiver out there, Julio Jones, has reached agreement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year contract. And so Tom Brady gets another target, In Tampa, Julio Jones going to the Buccaneers on a one-year deal. Big pickup for them right now. And obviously they now will have Russell Gage from Atlanta. They'll have Julio Jones in Atlanta. Don't think this is a reflection of where Chris Godwin's at. I think the team still expects Godwin to be back at some point in time. But Julio Jones is taking it right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, I'm not sure what he's got left just based on his ability to stay on the field. But this is a no-lose situation for Tampa Bay.
1: No, it's a no-lose proposition for Tampa. And for Julio, it's an opportunity for him to chase a ring. And so when you think about what the Buccaneers are bringing to the party, having two guys in Mike Evans and Julio Jones that have huge catch radiuses, that's going to help you offset the production that you were getting from Rob Gronkowski in the red zone. And I think that has to be looked at. In this transaction, because that's going to be a, t- a key for Tom Brady's success. So think about it. Last week, we added Kyle Rudolph. This week, we're adding Julio Jones. Already signed Russell Gates earlier in free agency. They have a solid skill position core for Tom Brady to work with. Not to mention a rebuilt offensive line that's going to be very solid.
0: You know what today is? One month away from a very, very big day. Yeah, it is. We're going to explain what that day is Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Somewhat troubling. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and streaming on the ESPN app. Our our friend is one month away. Wedding to take place in Chicago. Christopher Canty, his lovely fiancée, Mel, set one month from today, To get married. So I want to consider this somewhat of a pregame interview. Mm -hmm. How are we feeling leading up?
1: Oh, we're excited, Carlin. Mm -hmm. We're excited. We've we've got a bunch of stuff that we're trying to button up, last minute details. Such as? Well, for our first dance, we're going to be stepping. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with what stepping is, but it's something that's big in the Midwest. It's a dance form. And so I don't really know how to dance. I have two left feet. And so she signed us up for steppers classes. Now, I thought that our first session was going to be last night because I mentioned it to you after we got done with our show yesterday. Turns out I was wrong. And she told me that our first class is on Tuesday. Now, I took that to mean today. But I was wrong once again because I checked the new calendar that she created for both of us where she puts all of our schedules on one calendar so we can see what's going on mm-hmm. and what we need to be prepared for. And it turns out that our first class, our first session for Stepping is next Tuesday.
0: couple of thoughts real quick. Yes. Number one, you're cutting it a little close on the lessons there, are you not?
1: Yes, I think we are. I think she's underselling how... You are not the critical. Dancing bear type how critical guy. these lessons are going to be? Like she's she's giving me more credit than I deserve. Okay. Because I'm not I'm not a good dancer. I've got rhythm, but I'm not a good dancer. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, number two, there's the privacy's out the window now. Yeah. Because the no
1: calendar privacy. is a group calendar. Yes. And you better get it right on the phone. Yeah. And here's the thing about the calendar. And I love her for putting the calendar together. I appreciate how she tries to organize our lives. It's a lot. We got a lot going on. There's nothing like getting a calendar invite from your wife. But but here's the thing, though, Carlin. <laughs> yeah. Whether she mentions it to me, whether she tells me, whether she texts me, whether she calls me. Oh, no, no, no. I am responsible for everything that's on the damn calendar. Yep. So she doesn't have to remind me if I don't check the calendar and I miss something, it's my fault. You know what it reminds me of? It's like when you get an NFL playbook. And whether the coach goes over it in the meeting or not is irrelevant because if it's in the playbook, you're responsible for it. Everything that's laid out in the playbook, all of the plays, all of the checks, all of the calls, if it's in the playbook, you're responsible for it. And so that's how I feel about this calendar that Mel is now laid out for us. Now is not the problem
0: with the calendar. The problem with the calendar comes let's say eight nine months after you're married when you look down you're hoping to play golf on saturday morning and you're headed to flora and decor instead and you didn't know it why would you wish that evil now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom on yeho tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained Poured. It was green and good!
1: The playmaking splash
0: shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And, and I could say the store floor and decor with great authority because I've spent a lot of time there myself lately. So I'm looking forward to I, I You know what I'm looking forward to? What is that? Like a parent looks forward to all of the many firsts of their child, I kind of look at you, and as somebody that has gone through what you were about to embark on one month away from your wedding, Mm -hmm. I look forward to all of the firsts that you get to experience as a married man. That's what I'm looking
1: forward to. I'm looking forward to to it, too, man. It's it's starting to get real, though, Carl. A couple of weeks ago, we picked up the marriage license, and then last weekend, we went and picked out our wedding bands, so, I mean, this is actually happening, man. Like, I am doing adulting on a level that I have never before seen.
0: Do you really feel like you've had the moment yet of like, wow, this is this is really happening?
1: Yeah, the moment sat in when we went to the Hall of Vital Records in Cook County, which is the county that Chicago is in, mm-hmm. and we both had to be there in order to get the marriage license, and then seeing her name and then my name. On the marriage license Mm -hmm. is really when it sunk in for me. And after we left the Hall of Vital Records, my fiance looks at me and she says, you know, you only have so many vital records in your lifetime. You got your birth certificate. Mm -hmm. You got your social security card. If you get married, your marriage license and your death certificate. Yep. Welcome to the club. We now have a vital record together.
0: There are just too many cliche jokes to make right there. And none of them are really true. I mean, you know,
1: but I I would just say this. Mm.
0: As you are preparing yourself for all of this. Yes. I am here for your counsel. Uh, if there is something that co- I would rather that instead, you know the, how the parent always believes, and I'm not saying I'm your parent here. Yeah, I got t- you like I feel like an older brother big brother, yeah, yeah, big brother trying to help me out. I would like you to learn from my mistakes. So if there are things that you have questions about over the next month and over what can be a... Uh, I'm not going to use the word rocky but navigating some treacherous waters in the first 6 months of a of of marriage period no matter who it is whatever it is on both sides uh-huh I would like to be that beacon of light for you so when in doubt look off in the distance there's a Carlin will big, be there for me. Big fat
1: bald beacon <laughs> with a little bit of knowledge who may be able to help you out. So you're like a lighthouse, then, just trying to help just, me gu- to guide my way. Yeah, just fat. Absolutely, be
0: a married man. <laughs> I, I am. I am so excited for you, and I know that everybody has told you this. But as one thing, I will absolutely say to you: mm. make sure, make sure, make sure you eat at your wedding. Make
1: sure oh, I'm you... gonna I'm gonna eat it. as okay. much as I'm paying the damn caterer. I know, of course, I'm gonna eat at I, the wedding. I and know. as a matter of fact, I'm gonna have one uh, of each of the meals that we're offering. So we've got this vegetarian option, this gnocchi with some spinach in it. That's yep. gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Then we got the the beef short ribs, which is outstanding, and then we've got this chicken dish. And I plan on having all three of them. That's right. You plan on it. But
0: every married guy,
1: every married
0: person out there who is listening to us right now is shaking their head in their car. He doesn't know. It's going to happen, Carly. It's not that you're planning on doing it. Of course you are. But you're going to get pulled in a hundred different directions on that day. You are the stars of that day. Everybody wants to spend time with you at the wedding. So you might sit down and you might have food in front of you. That doesn't mean you're gonna get more than a half a bite in it. Chris, I I, I don't know if I told you this on air. At our wedding, I, I literally got married at a restaurant in New York City that was a pizzeria. It was a converted church named John's Pizzeria on mm-hmm. 44th Street in New York City. Mm-hmm. Amazing pizza. Yeah. I did not have one slice. Me, me, I did not have one slice. A pizza at our wedding. Meanwhile, end of the night, I see my nephew walking out with ten boxes, <laughs> and then I go and stay at a hotel in New York City. My wife and I, who she didn't get to eat either,
1: oh, we ordered no. room
0: service. No, ordered pizza for room service no. and a Pepsi, seventy-five dollars, and it was awful.
1: This is all bad, big fellow. All this is I'm all saying bad. is,
0: like, I, I would not only just like uh, want the meals at your t- at the head table. Yep. If I were you and Mel, I might set off, here's a separate little room for us to go and breathe and eat for 10 minutes.
1: How about that? I like that idea. See? I like that idea. This that, is what that's happens. good advice to go along with the advice you already gave me, which is to make sure that I have a buddy next to me, one of my groomsmen, yes. that has a cocktail for me at all times.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That, is, that is a must. And it's not saying you're going to get hammered or anything. I, if You want to get hammered at your wedding? That's fine. You want to get buzzed? Like I just wanted. To I'm get... going to have
1: a nice little buzz. I will yeah. say this: I'm already exactly. I'm, I'm already preparing for it. I've, I've got the IV set up the morning of the wedding. Right. So I'm getting the vet, the, the mineral vitamin IV. Right. Make sure that I'm fully <laughs> hydrated and energized, and then I'm going to have my buddies to make sure that they have my signature drink, yep. which is going to be a Don Julio 1942 Paloma. Ooh, outstanding! Very. That's well. going to be my signature drink. Keep them coming. Make sure I have one in my hands at all times. Exactly. Yeah. So I've got a good game plan, but now it comes down to the execution of it. And you know that that's absolutely critical because there's going to be some adversity on wedding day. Yes. There's always going to be something that goes wrong, yep. whether it's with the caterer, the bartenders, the venue.
0: Something bad is going to happen. And which of your groomsmen are you putting that in the hands of?
1: Do that's- not put that in the least responsible one's hands. No. I know. You know there is one, but, of them the, that but is there's right. a guy that I could put it in his hands that would threaten everybody to the point where, where they would shape up. <laughs> and I think, and I think it should go to him. Listen, who once upon a time choked an NFL owner? Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring
0: managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.